1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we were joined by comedian Manchester United fan... Been on the show lots over the years. Mm. Jason Byrne. A man barely alive. (laughs) Yeah. His new show takes in some of his uh, ailments. He he makes light of them, but uh, Mm. yeah, he was on good form. So uh, Jason joined us. Um, Martin Kellner looked at a week of sport on TV, didn't he? He often does. Yeah, he's on good form. Uh, We had a bit of a chat. We had a new feature. I don't know how long it's going to go on for, uh, which Mm. you'll be aware of today. And Andy brought a sport to us that we'd never heard of before. So, um... Here it all is. Good afternoon everyone. Good
3: afternoon, Ed. Good afternoon, Paul. I've got news of a new sport that took place. It You're was... claiming it's a sport we've never ever we've never talked about this. on the show. We've never before, talked about it. We've before. covered a lot of sports. We've covered everything. But yeah. this is the World Chelsea Bun Championships. Chelsea Bun, is it throwing them? No, eating, cooking them not making oh, them making producing them producing okay them. so it's not throwing yeah. or eating lots of them how many Chelsea buns no it's not one of those it's oh. basically which is the best which is the best Chelsea bun in the world okay and uh, yeah. I feel a bit of satire coming no, on no <laughs> not at all Lady Frederick Windsor was due to officiate but uh, unfortunately was double booked oh, so wow. Princess Michael of Kent stepped in at the last minute oh, wow. um, to the head the judges panel uh, but she refused to eat any of the buns wow I know, after After an hour of deliberation she said it's very, very hard to judge. It. I think. Well, these you don't actually eat the things. Yeah. <laughs> why
2: do you agree? I mean, I mean, I can only imagine that uh, she was in one of her one of her ecuaries came in, yeah. however you say that, and said, um, "Do you fancy uh, judging a? Ch- I don't know why he speaks like that. He's a plumber or something." Yeah. On the basis, a bloke called John used to be a plumber, but she liked him. You know? Do you fancy judging a Chelsea bun competition? Freddie Windsor can't do it. Yeah. What's the money like? It's two bags. <laughs> two bags. Yeah. Yeah, okay, That's how he talks to <laughs> you. She knows not what it means, but so uh, yeah. she says, Yeah, I'll do it, but I don't like you. Ch- no, never,
3: don't care. I just want a royal where don't eat them, eat them, don't eat them, don't bother me. She but, said, yeah. Honestly, she said, I suppose the judges must take a big bite. He, well, yeah, they're judging it's the budget competition. <laughs> it's brilliant. Isn't it? I, had a mate, I had a mate of a mate once,
2: and yeah. he was a lovely lad, um, a bit of a troubled soul, really, but he said to me, He was looking, he couldn't find it, he was only about 20 well, about years, mm-hmm. and we're in the pub once, and he, he was and find his way and he said he said I've, I, I went off and did a mime course he said I went off and sort of learned how to do mime oh yeah and I said oh, okay well that's great I mean it, you know and he said the trouble is he said I just don't really like performing in front of people and I said well <laughs> It's a bit of a, a drawback. I said, it's not really something that works massively well behind closed doors. I mean, I don't know how much satisfaction you'll get in not your bedroom saying, oh, look, it's windy, isn't it? But,
3: yeah, he was a lovely Honestly, lad. i often wonder what happened to him. And the thing about the royals is, you get yeah. these people around, this obsequious owner of the shop where the competition was taking place said, oh, thank you, when she left, she went, thank you very much for coming, Princess Michael. You yeah. Yeah, thanks very much for not even trying half a bun. <laughs> 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 I don't think, think he was unjudging. It was contest. so, such a, then he said, slammed the
2: door and said, she didn't eat one. She didn't even take a bite. And it
3: fell to Jane Asher, the uh, actress and cook. It fell to Jane Asher. It's the first time that phrase has ever been used on Talk Sport. Even
2: when talking about the Beatles in their pomp and the love life of Paul McCartney, uh, when Mark Webster was uh, doing that with Johnny, did the phrase, and it fell
3: to Jane Asher ever ever on this station get used before so but, well done I say but not before Howard Webb rang up the I other contestants like, so, no, no, well, Howard, Howard Webb rang up the other contestants to apologise oh, sorry he did it the only God, context it.
2: it fell to Jane Asher who buried it into the left hand <laughs> corner past the flailing hands of the goalkeeper
3: it was good in the 60s, Starlet's, uh
2: Eleven. Now, languid players. I, I, I quote Jorgen, I'll actually love this. Yeah. I saw a quote uh, today from Kai Havertz uh, in the Metro newspaper. Languid. Now, he just said, Kai Havertz insists he's not panicking over his slow start to life as an Arsenal player. Mm. doesn't panic about anything, does he? <laughs> no, he's quite languid. He's not big on urgency. <laughs> and it just suddenly struck me. Imagine if you just... It, 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 it was like springtime for Hitler if you had a strike force. Dimitar Berbatov and Kai Havertz as your two up top. Yeah would Be fantastic. Be great. I mean, you'd have moments of absolute brilliance, but generally, mm. you'd have a lot of walking about. I Guy mean, I have its wishes, even it would be, be nice to Burbatov, put I promise you. I wouldn't normally say, Come on, let's have your languid 11, but mm-hmm. I just think if we could come up with 11 players, it would be mm. utterly useless, even though they're really good <laughs> players. So, you don't get many languid goalkeepers, well, do you? It, Mesut Ozil, is it very, yeah, very so okay, Urzel's in there, yeah, yeah. Havertz is in there, and Berbatov's uh, in there. So, we've got three players. I mean, we worry about the positions afterwards. They're Most, a lot of I mean, languid defenders, the great thing is about a languid, a languid eleven. Goalie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> would be great? A languid eleven—you don't actually need positions. They wouldn't stay in them anyway, would they? They just true. sort of wander about a bit and play where they play it as you see it. Nigel, as Graham once said. So, anyway, that's three. If you're going to give us a few more languid players and why, mm. we'd uh, we'd love to know. Talksport.com, text eighteen eighty nine tweet T S H and uh, Music in the dressing room. I don't know if you've seen this story. There's been a bit of trouble in the uh, Brazilian dressing room. Vitor Roque, the young lad, 18 year old lad, uh, has been playing a lot of Taylor Swift. Oh, really? And some of the senior boys aren't having it. The one who's really broken cover is Richarlison. Who, was, uh, who said he doesn't want any more Taylor Swift in the, in the locker room. He calls it the worst music on the planet. Blimey. Now, <laughs> Richie, that is not great. It's not great for your Tottenham form, because do not turn on the Swifties. You know, Martin um, Lipton, in his Sun column yesterday, said Taylor Swift could end up helping Jude Bellingham secure a prestigious award. Uh, Bellingham is the favourite of the Golden Boy Trophy for the best under-21 player in Europe and his hopes in the public vote section have been boosted by Swifties because they've got a problem with Alejandro Balder. The left-back dismissed UK singer Swift's art saying, I don't like her music. And there's oh, a lot dear. of Swifties have been saying, don't vote for this man. Good don't Lord. vote for him. So do not turn on him, Richie. I mean, they'll all be turned up outside Tottenham to boo him. The last thing he needs, he needs all the confidence he can get. But music in the dressing room, I'm sure if what you play... John Swift, <laughs> (laughs) I about what he makes of it. Um, Music in the dressing room. We wondered, even down in the lower reaches where you play your football Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning, have you commandeered the beatbox? What's the story there? If you said, no, we're not having that, or did you have a bit of music that that took your Sunday team on to glory that you had to play every week even though you couldn't stand it? Tell us your stories. Talksport.com forward slash H&J, text to eight ten eighty nine or tweet to TSH&J. We'll have a few languid players. We might as well throw everything out. I'm not here next I've got week. I've one. So, oh, good, you've got one. Yeah, Brilliant, yeah. Andy.
3: What you got? It's This is based on cricket legend Glenn McGrath. Mm. if you saw this. Uh, he was filmed removing a python with a mop from his home in New South Wales. Well, he does live in Australia. He would Removing a python with a mop? Yes. So come yeah. on, give us your snake-based cricketers. I've got Ada Rashid. <laughs> <laughs> well it is
2: Friday you can bring in games
3: I couldn't think of any more to be really honest but oh, I'm sure there, there must
2: are. be yeah. there must be loads of other uh, snake based cricketers mustn't there must come be. on let's, let's do it then I've got something else I Friday fry later but that really should keep Bridges you busy he's got a
3: furrowed brow
2: that really desperate. should. what's that the producer yeah. yeah he won't be able to concentrate on anything the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast Jason Byrne friend of the show comedian Manchester United fan sets off on a big UK tour next week and we're like delighted to say he joins us now hey Jason how
0: are you, lads? Thanks yeah. nice for having us. It's been Good a while. Good to see you. Oh, Good so to long. hear you, Paul and Andy. Yeah.
2: I mean, we're glad you're still okay. I've been looking <laughs> at the background for this show. <laughs> you're falling apart, man, aren't you? This, I mean, that is, the, that is the nature of the show. as why it's called the ironic bionic man, I guess.
0: Well, listen, lads, lads. When I first came to you, do you know what I mean? I was, I was a young man, and yous were younger as well. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm now, I'm I now just have to accept that I am kind of, I'm falling apart, but I've been kept together with staples and bits of <laughs> stuff. So I have, where did I just tell you, lads? Right. So just uh, the injuries I have, they're kind of, they're not really injuries. They're more kind of, I've been fixed. So I had, a, I had a lazy eye when I was born, right. <laughs> so I had that, I had that corrected. And, uh, that straightened, um, at when I was about 10, yeah. actually. And I was I, only talking Sorry, to Jason, I, I, I
2: laughed there and people are going to think that's a bit much, but you, <laughs> no, you, no. you did a whole show about it, didn't you? And I laughed because I, I was remembering your, it was your special eye, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. I did a whole show on that. Yeah. And actually funny that people don't know is that in the eighties, uh, when I was about six or so, my dad was working on the socket. And uh, this is this is real. My mm. dad already, like he, he reminded me of this before he passed. He said I was working on a socket and I got an electric shock because I didn't know like I I touched it when he was walked away, and he said your eye straightened for uh for that actual moment. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said, your eye was straight for about half an hour, so I have that, <laughs> yeah. right, lads. My mm. lung collapsed when I was twenty one, so staples in me lungs oh. uh, because I was because th- I was tall and thin, no good injuries. Oh, you like this one, lads. Uh, the cartilage has gone more or less out of my right knee because I sat down when I was about thirty-two or so on the loo. Mm-hmm. I sat down too quickly, <laughs> and uh, and I ripped the cartilage in my knee. Oh, and I, lo- I, my, I, I, I was locked on the toilet. My knee was locked while sitting on the loo, wow. and I had to get me missus to help me off the toilet. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but listen, this is what is like to people listening in. I'd recommend warming up before you. You can win go to the, to the room. toilet
2: no yeah. Do, yeah just some just some stretches Stretching. do a few light stretches yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: or a couple of squats in the hallway <laughs> yeah. but not not maybe not the squats no you're right no. Actually, the stretches. Yeah. The stretches actually. Yeah, so, so all that and then yeah. so loads of things and then i have six stents in me branched arteries now as well wow, I? wow. yeah i mean
2: is that, in all seriousness that doesn't i mean they got to that early did they how did they discover you needed that doing
0: yeah i mean uh what happened so it's all hereditary Hmm. unfortunately uh british and irish men in their late 40s get this a lot because it comes from your mom and dad and i had i had i was running on the beach i was training and i got a little uh lucky i I mean this happens it's happened to a lot of footballers you know you've Hmm. seen it but i i had basically my blockage i didn't know i had it i ran and i got uh into the hospital they did a angiogram and spotted uh, three branched arteries that were blocked and they put, they just stented it. went up my wrist, no open heart surgery, absolutely fine. And they fixed me like there and then. It was absolutely amazing. They're stunning what they can do. You know what I mean?
2: I know you, you mentioned your dad there passing away. We're we're sorry to hear that. And you've, but you've written a play about it, haven't you? Kind of a a one man play of you playing your dad, Mm -hmm. telling all his old
0: yarns down the shed that he used to tell you. Yeah, so it's a, yeah, I call it the Paddy Llama Shed Talks. His mm. name was Paddy Byrne, but we used to call him the Paddy Llama. But he's like any of our old dads. You know, when you go and visit your dad in the house or the sheds, he's always full of information that's too late. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> whenever I came and told him something that happened to me, he goes, "Ah, oh, you should have come. You should have come and see me two oh, months yeah. ago. I <laughs> oh, really? Thanks, thanks, Dad. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. there's loads of old stories from him in the shed, and he got all the stuff he got up to. You know, he was a very funny man. Like, and he he was a big rugby fan as well. You know, mm. so he used to go. He went to the Six Nations when it was the Five Nations, right? right? Yeah. And he he went, um, and we never went with him as kids. And, and you love this, lads. Here's a good Irish line from an Irish lad. And he, I said, why did we not go? And my dad said, because you wouldn't you wouldn't have enjoyed it. You wouldn't have enjoyed it. You know, you wouldn't have uh, the fairy. You know the, the 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 you would have been in the pub waiting for me to finish me drink and you know, so, I, so I never knew. And listen, this this actually happened right in 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 the eighties. My dad went in the ferry and he brought over a keg because he worked for Guinness's, He brought over a small keg of Guinness, uh, some gas and a tap. And he was said he was driving along um, in Wales and he pulled over. This is obviously in the eighties and he put late eighties whatever. Pulled over and he said to the mates his mates in the car, we better test that test that Guinness, make sure it's okay. So my dad pulled in, and they were they they set up the gas and the tap, and they had they had they were drinking the Guinness, and the Welsh police turned up, and these two these two Welsh uh, policemen pulled in and said, lads, you can't be doing that. You can't be drinking the side of the road." And then one of the Welsh policemen said to my dad, "Actually, is that Guinness from Dublin?" <laughs> <laughs> and he yeah. said, "Yeah," and put to... You- Three Irish lads with two two Welsh coppers all sitting down, <laughs> best of the Guinness <laughs> before the five nations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's
2: brilliant. But this tour is, I mean, I mean, you've done the play in Ireland. You're gonna, you're gonna be maybe doing a bit more of that over here as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll do the play over here. I'm probably gonna do a London run mm. uh, near the end of the year. Uh, and but but at the moment, yeah, don't worry, my dad still features in my stand up show. Do right. you know what I mean? He's still mm. there. Oh my god. Yeah. There's loads of, I I don't even want to give away too much, but like he's, he's yeah, he features a lot in in, in a lot of big stories, as always. So he's, and I just finished a book, which is going to be out the 26th, which is called The The wonky Eyed Man, lads. And my dad is in that as well. It's like, my dad's not alive, but I can just feel him going, is there any money coming my way?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So you kick off in Norwich uh, next Thursday and say Brighton, uh, Cambridge, Sheffield, Lincoln, all, all around the country, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're just going everywhere right now, you know. And it's uh and look, and it's quite stressful being over here because I sure I'm trying I'm, I'm in I'm in London right now doing mm. all this, obviously. I'm only down the road from you, lads. And uh because the sport that's happening right now in Ireland is is over the top. We can't take it anymore. We have the Irish Open is happening right now. Yeah. Okay. So we're waiting Rory to come out with half one. I think he's three under. France Hockey died last night. I didn't even get to see it. Did you mm. see that match? So
2: I've seen the goals. Yeah, it was. have uh, got a couple. Of, they got Holland up next. A Tough couple of games back to back.
0: yeah, we're not going to get in there. You know, there's no way we're going to be doing that. But then yeah. again, we, then so the Irish are great. We look, we just move around to whoever's doing well. <laughs> so uh, we've moved off the main team now just for a little while. We're going to keep an eye on Rory and see how he does in the Irish Open. But then if that doesn't happen. We're all just going to head to the World Cup for the uh, rugby. Yeah, you got the rugby. <laughs>
2: yeah, that'll be good to look forward to.
0: And Manchester United, you're keeping an eye on them? Yeah, well, I mean, I was in Edinburgh when I seen the first match against Nottingham Forest, so that was like, so that's 3-2. Hmm. It's not too bad, but then the 3 what was it, Arsenal 3-1? Three, three yeah. They were, like hockey by Arsenal then, so then we beat okay. it. They're They're early, beaten early by on. the
2: mighty Spurs, of course.
0: Oh, when was the Spurs match? Oh, yeah, well,
2: oh, You've blocked that one out. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, we, we beat you it two-one in that one.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you beat us in that one. But I haven't been, had a chance to see a lot of football because I was I was doing the gigs in Edinburgh. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like like off off the scale doing them. Like four weeks every night I was doing it, it which is you know my actual my stent surgeon said, you know you can gig but like you know don't gig too much. So I just <laughs> did twenty. I just did 35 gigs <laughs> in Edinburgh.
3: <laughs> Do you notice the I mean, you, you were a great steward of Edinburgh. Do you notice the difference now you've got on a bit? I mean, you're not old, but I mean, you, when you first started, you were very young.
0: Yeah, yeah. There was no real television people there. It was just comedians like Johnny Vegas, Jimmy Carr, Tim Minchin, like everybody just, just hanging out, you know what I mean? Just doing our thing and just having a laugh. There was only one bar. And now it's colossal. There's three and a half thousand shows a day in that festival. You know what I mean? Wow. So it's really, yeah, it's amazing. Amazing thing to do. But they still have um one of the oldest golf courses. I mean, I know it's it, there's still ar- arguments. People can text in and go, actually, that's not true. Uh, there's a pitch and putt in the Meadows, which is a, a 36, 36-hole pitch and putt that they say that's where golf started. So mm-hmm. not St. Andrews. So the Scots are going to ring in now, lads going, What? That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jason. So that's, that's where I played golf. I was playing pitch and putt. And one year I was up there, this guy so cycled up to me on a bike. He was only about 12, this kid. And he goes, You're Paul Kay. He says to me, You're Paul <laughs> Kay. You're my Dennis Pennis and all. Yeah, yeah. And I, went, I went, I'm not. He goes, You are. I went, I'm not. I'm Jason Bunny. He goes, No, you're Paul Kay. Here, sign this. So I signed at Paul K, and he went, see, I told you. <laughs> <my wedding." laughs> That's
2: ridiculous. Well, Jason, good to talk yeah. to you. Best of luck with the tour. Hopefully we'll, we'll oh, keep, listen. keep well.
0: Yeah, I will. I, I think I'm going to be wheeled onto the next gig in a hospital bed, but not to worry. Bring, <laughs> yeah. bring grapes to the gig, lad. Bring grapes.
2: Take care. Cheers, thanks, Jason. Thanks a lot. All the best. There we are. Uh, Jason's new UK tour, The Ironic Bionic Man. 36 dates. You'll catch him all over the UK. And uh, if you just put in Jason Byrne tour, uh, which is what I did on Twitter, you'll find it. Sorry, I gave United a goal against us the other day. Yeah, That's 2 0, of course. I'm I thinking. It was yeah. 2 0. I
3: was thinking, who yeah, scored yeah, for I'd United? Yeah,
2: no, I'm just, I I'm just expect us to concede. I'm thinking about the last
3: season. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: It returns next week, doesn't it? Um, Neighbours, or very soon? Yes, it does you, next week. Have you found out how to watch it in the UK? It's on Amazon.
3: Yeah. Amazon Prime, yeah.
2: Is it actually on Amazon Prime? I thought mm. it was on Amazon's kind of offshoot TV.
3: And you can get that through free. Prime, can okay? you? Yes. Well, okay.
2: Oh, so you'll be very excited about the return of the Navy. Very excited, Navy. yes. Yeah.
0: Thrilled.
2: So, uh, Alan's coming in next week. Is he? Yeah. Alan mm. Fletcher will be here. He's obviously coming over to really? the UK to do some promo mm. for okay, it. So, brilliant. Okay, so okay That's good. I've never seen you so excited. It's, it's <laughs> offsetting your feeling about England's batting at the yeah, moment. You're not being particularly rubbish. impressed with the way they've been playing the spinner. I've just
3: been watching the England women and the England... And I think this about the England men. I just think they play too much cricket. I think it's just gone on and on. There was the... Ashes, the T20s, it's the 100s. It's, I just think they've played too much cricket. And they're I mean, stale. They look a bit stale. And, you know, I think New Zealand have come over here having had a bit of a rest. They weren't too good in the first couple of games, but they look fresher and yeah. stronger. And I watched uh, South Africa. It was uh, Australia were amazing. They were 113 for seven. Yeah. And it looked like they were down and out. And somehow Labuschagne and Ashton Agar put on over he, 100. Uh, Labuschagne
2: came in as a concussion star, yeah, didn't he? I think got about 80.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He played well. Uh, it was hot yesterday, and Gary Lineker had an ice cream. I know it's amazing. It was in the paper. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> it's right. Tremendous,
2: isn't it? Ex-footballer slash
3: podcaster slash presenter with Gary Lineker. There must be paparazzi following him to get a shot like that. Yeah,
2: as ice cream in sun. Uh, Though we should salute Chris in Cardiff for the Garfield Cobras. Very oh, good. That's very good. That's got to be the best so well far, Chris. Done. That's very good. And we were anaconda that, uh, shrub shrub salt that's, that's not bad well. you? Yeah, that's thank you very, very much good. for that yeah.
3: we were talking about uh the toby carvery the all you can eat uh basically hot roast meat place okay buffet. you don't do their marketing do you no, with that fantastic description <laughs> so I, wondered, I mean yeah
2: people people say what are you doing the build up to the show well i was kind of knocking the clips of the week into place and andy's sitting there saying to me do you think there's anybody out there like somebody related to you know michael Carvery called is there a Toby Carberry? <laughs> I'm saying, Andy, I'm trying to finish the clips. But is there a Toby Is there, though? Is there a Toby Carberry? Yeah, you three, found three, didn't you? Three of you? them.
3: Three Toby Carberries. Yeah, that's right. So Tommy's,
2: for, one, no, one of them's not Tommy's or Michael's no, brother. So if you're looking for somewhere to go for lunch on Sunday, there you your men. It would be quite tempting if you were if you were the Toby Carberry to open a to open a restaurant, wouldn't it? And then to make it worse, the producer came in during the break when I'm sort of cramming for our next guest and he's saying, I think you can have as many vegetables as you like, but you can only go
3: what's going on here? What's happened? There's restrictions on the amount of meat you could allow to eat. What's happened? yeah that anyway hey talking of restaurants mm. <coughs> excuse me okay my favorite uh, restaurant review in the evening standard was on top form this week yeah honestly i mean some of this it is just straight into sude's corner courgette fritter i like courgette fritters they're nice yeah. they're delicious but i wouldn't call some them of your leg- best friends are courgette fritters <laughs> exactly i wouldn't call them the first eye widener from the lengthy menu ragged boulders a finely crisp Faintly gr- golden greenery with weightless dill flecked middles. It's a courgette. It doesn't. It's not very yeah, solid. You can't just say yeah. It's a courgette. <laughs> it's the nature the of detonating food detonating charge of fresh chilies and cooling zingy swoop of sumac yogurt. Honestly,
2: I'm not having this. I, I like this guy's work. I've, I've read his stuff in the paper. It. He's very good. No, it's too good pret- writer.
3: So pretentious. <laughs> Smoke,
2: smoke, what do you want him to say? I had some courgettes. They were nice. <laughs> yeah, And do. then we went that'll home. For, He's not nine. That'll do for me. Mum took me to the restaurant and it was
3: nice. <laughs> and we had
2: some courgettes.
3: The, uh, the... Tzatziki had uh, the barrelling... Li- Who's Tzatziki? and <laughs> Tzatziki. Pardon? Tzatziki. Yes. Had the barrelling... <laughs> l- oh, <layered> hang on. <laughs> hang on. That's, yeah. Uh, you did very well there. Put us through... <laughs> take us through... <laughs> I do us. struggle with those Greek <laughs> ditches. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> they had barrelling layered liveliness. You do. I know. Yeah. I, I'm not having it. Not for me, Brian. Now,
2: um, everything must go for me. I say, I'm not here next week, so I'm going to put this one out there. Rob Dorrell, Andy, yeah. uh, he wrote to The Telegraph today, and they must have had a thing about lone clapping as a correspondence, mm. which I missed. He said, I was at the Theatre Royal in Bath. There was a long pause at the end of a dark performance, so I initiated applause. To my embarrassment, the play lasted a few minutes more. <laughs> oh, no. I no longer clap first. Oh, no yeah, one mate. wants to be the first clapper, do they? You don't. It's, it's never a good thing, really, isn't it? Yeah. You sometimes get that with bands, don't you? And they kind of saying, "You go, where's the point you're supposed to?" Oh a yeah, play. that's right. You don't quite know when the There's play's an extra over. End, that's yeah, that's true. right. It's never good. Hmm. So if you've been the lone clapper, we would love to know in what in what circumstances <laughs> and how that played out. Talk. I sit there, some cane, isn't it? Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine. Tweet to tsh and J. That's on top of everything else. We had a few languid players coming in, um, and obviously the getting a bit fantastic today with the snake-based cricketers. Vernon, uh, sorry, Venom Philander says Osman from London. That's not bad, <laughs> That's not Osman. Bad, Thank really, you very much yeah. for that. I've got news from the world of pop. Cardi B. The and- world of. Pop, Andy Jacobs. Can we have that as a feature? Andy Jacobs, World of Pop. You think of anything worse?
3: I can't. Cardi B and Megan the Stallion have reunited. Can I just say she doesn't wear a cardigan and she isn't a horse, Megan? No. Okay. Well, thank you. Well, that's a that's a good start. That was. Andy, Andy Jacobs, World of. Pop. Pop. I listen. <laughs> yeah. I think it sounds
2: like a podcast. To me. Anyway, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. Things Martin's having a couple of technical issues oh, in his nerve centre in uh, I know
3: how you feel the beautiful garden the city yesterday. of
2: Leeds. Mm. So we will uh, we'll keep working on that for you, but Martin Kellner will be up in a few moments' time. I did ask you about premature clapping. Um, There was a letter to The Telegraph. Somebody went to the theatre and thought the show was over. Started to clap, but there was a couple of minutes still to go. And he said, I've I've never been the the first solo clapper. I'll never do that again. Mm. I was the first to applaud and at the wrong part completely whilst in the audience for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? The stare of Chris Tarrant. Knowing that like you'd have to re uh, shoot that bit hmm. has never left me to this day, says Steve in Norwich. So, thank you very much for that, Steve. Anyway, yes, uh, he's in the house, as I believe the kid said about 35 years ago. Uh, Martin <laughs> Kellner joins us with the Weaker Sport on TV. Hello, Martin.
1: Uh, hello to you. Yeah, I yes. gather uh, I'm envisioned. It's. Uh... You, yeah,
2: you? I, we, uh, can't we can't see, see you, yet. but hopefully we will do soon.
1: Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. I've, um, yeah, I've had to put in a lot of numbers to get online but I'm here. Oh no, good well that's, the, go important that's <laughs> yeah, the important
2: thing. That's the important thing. I can see you thing. now. Oh yeah. fantastic. Well yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll they'll phase you in shortly. <laughs> I'm so sure they will. um we had Ricky Hatton on yesterday and oh, we had a very right. interesting chat and I said to him I really enjoyed the documentary. I think it's a fantastic piece of work. Uh, what did you make of it?
1: Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It is a fantastic piece of work. Uh, I mean, Ricky is very frank in it, as I'm sure he tells you yesterday. It's done him a lot of good in terms of, uh, you know, getting over all the problems he's had, well-advertised problems. And uh, there's a lot, you know, a lot about boxing in it, you know, in in terms of, uh, you know, a a lot about what boxing can do when money's involved. Um, They don't point the finger at the guilty men, but as you've seen it, Paul, you'll know, mm. um, you make your own mind up. The audience is left to, to make the mind up. But all the key players are there. You, we, we know that there was a court case with... Uh, Billy the preacher Graham mm. the uh, the trainer who um well I suppose spotted Ricky Hatton if you like and was his mentor and he was f- his friend oh. um and the stuff with bless you by the way because I'm tight <laughs> the um the Billy Graham stuff I thought was brilliant yeah uh, especially where they weren't sure whether he was a recluse so lots of shots of him sort of by a riverbank mm. um but I was quite interested that he um, allegedly lived with a monkey for a while he did eat- and- yeah, he
2: kind of, he, he did a bit of that, didn't he? he? The monkey went everywhere with him, he said, and then they sort of moved yeah. on to the next bit. I could, I'd like a bit more monkey information. Maybe we didn't get well, enough. Yeah,
1: yeah. see, interesting you say that, because mm. um, John Cooper Clark yeah. in his autobiography, also lived with a monkey. Wow. Uh, John, John Not the Cooper, same I, one. No, I think it was a different. That <laughs> <It> would be <laughs> it
2: weird. A... Just moved around Manchester, just... living with other famous people. Exactly, yeah. wouldn't it? The greater Manchester would... area. Precisely... Spent a couple of months with Johnny Marr. Had a lovely mm. time. Yeah.
1: Why not? Why yeah. not? So I was going to say. I mean, is it just a Manchester thing, or is it? Uh, you know, do people live with monkeys on a you know a general level? But that was great. The, the Billy Graham stuff. Um, the uh, maker of the documentary, a guy called John McKenna, hmm. uh, is going to be on my show tomorrow night. Oh, good. So uh, we'll ask him a wee bit more about about setting it up, and uh, I rather liked the bits with um, Ray and Carol, who are yeah. um, uh, Ricky Hatton's parents. The only people in the world who calling him Richard. Yes, after hearing called yeah, called call, call, call Richard, mm. um, but. You know, you've got to take it uh, the fact they got them to talk about it when well, we all know what happened in, in the court case. And mm-hmm. uh, Billy Graham uh won a settlement, didn't he? A, a reasonably large cash settlement in, yeah. in the court case. And of course, the um, you know, they go through the uh, the Costa Zoo fight, which is where it all changed and the huge money uh around. They talk yeah. to Frank Warren as well, who, who fell out with Ray, and they have, they have Ray and uh, Carol um, his wife, sitting on the sofa. They reminded me of uh, the characters played by Carolina Hearn and John Thompson.
2: Yeah, there was a bit of that, wasn't there, yeah. What did I say, Roy? There was a bit of that about it, wasn't there, yeah. Yes, I yeah, thought. Yeah. But
1: you know, that's just the the entertainment yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. It's a fantastic documentary, ah. uh, and I'll be asking uh, John McKenna yeah. on the, on the uh, overnight show mm. uh, tomorrow night on the, on the graveyard shift. You know how hard it yeah. was to set up, and how hard he wants to get all those people to talk about the different. Sure. Um, Different I mean things.
2: by the end of it I mean it was good to speak to Ricky yesterday um, and I, we put it on the podcast so if people want to listen back and he is in a good place seems pretty happy at the moment mm. things are going well in his life he, he, he he's reconciled with his folks as as, as you ultimately see in the, the documentary it's not really a spoiler I think people know that if they, they follow yeah. his story and they would watch it for that reason mm. the good thing was I said I came away from that thinking I hope Ricky and, and Billy Graham—a good note. They found a way to reconcile because there was an incredible bond, you know, love between the two. Oh, and fantastic! I, and understand, you don't get with many people in your life. As he said, we could just look at each other and know. And he said, he said to, to me, I said, I hope you guys have reconciled. He said, we have, we're good, we're good. So that's mm. nice to hear, isn't it? If you've watched the documentary, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Although they, you know, at the time the documentary was made, they, I mean. They wanted, the documentary makers, it's no secret, would have wanted the two of them together. You remember the other yeah. week, uh, I was talking about the money shot, uh, yeah. and the money shot on would, this have, been one. The cha- would yeah. have been the two of them. Would have been the two of them. I got the in, sense in maybe raising.
2: it's been it's been relatively recently. I don't know, but he said he said we've been good for a while. But anyway, it, people should watch it. It's excellent. Oh, isn't it's it? fantastic. In, in it a, really in, As is we brilliant. said in a in a packed genre, there's lots and lots of good sports documentaries <laughs> yeah. about, but it's a good a good example. So you've watched uh, Boot Dreams, which is uh, Roman Kemp coming out to chat with us about it on the show when it launched on. On the BBC, what, tell us a bit about it. you've watched. Have you watched it, Andy? I think no. no, no I think it's Charlie who's no. watched a couple of them. Think, mm.
1: so. No, I've enjoyed it very much. Mm. I mean, yeah. it, it, we've been there before. It's not what you'd call virgin territory. What is know, the, the premise for
2: those that don't know, what? Martin?
1: Well, the premise for those that don't know is mm-hmm. that players that have uh, that have been through academies or whatever and been in the professional um, been in the professional arena, mm-hmm. but have been uh, cancelled, if you like, you know, have been uh, have not been taken on, not yeah. got a contract. Yeah. It's a last chance, and it's called it's now or At never. It's is released,
2: a... isn't it? Released rather canceled. than cancelled. Yeah, to yeah.
1: Us. I don't yes, think they've been cancelled.
2: What happens to you? What <laughs> us? What do you mean, us? All of us. <laughs> oh, okay. All of us. Okay, Eventually. thank you very much. Yeah. You speak for yourself.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll throw myself into that. Yeah. But, yeah. It's yeah. only I, I mean, a matter of time that.
2: for Martin. I'll give you that. But, I mean, yes, yes that's Bless true. You. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, the, the, the way they set it on the premise, it's about the blood, sweat and tears. But mm. let's be honest, it's about the tears. I mean, yeah. it, is yeah. it is an interesting premise because the, the, the premise is these players are um, in competition with each other. Mm. You know, because they want they play trial matches. They play matches uh, which are set up in Manchester by uh, Gifton Noel Williams, who you yeah. remember at Watford. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. You know, and uh, he's a great uh, he's a great host and he's a mentor uh, for these players. But he also um, it makes at least one of them cry. You know, we see tears because he's trying to uh, instill some discipline, and mm. uh, one of the players doesn't like. You know, he says, "Clear up the that they've." left towels and stuff all over the uh all over the 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 changing room yeah. and he says you know clear that up and he says well i'm not here to clear that up so they have this conversation and we see tears and um it's uh it, it's really good and, and they bring in uh they bring in mentors so um um I'm trying to think who came in. Uh Ada um Adebayo, I can find one comes in and sort of helps them a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anton Fernand, Bruno Fernandes, Bruno Fernandez is on the first show. So oh. they sort of Some go, good names. Yeah, go yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. bit down the packing order on sort of later shows. Um and somebody mentions that uh, Bruno Fernandez smells very sweet. Oh, it's nice! Very, isn't yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what Anton, Anton Ferdinand or uh, mm. Adibio Akinfenwa smell like, but well,
2: we saw um, we saw Bo the other week. He smelled all right. We had been playing football for an hour, so as much as you, as fresh as you can after you've done it. It was very hot in that room. It? It? Yeah. yeah, but uh, Anton, he's been in. I I, I, I had no discernible aroma of Anton no, when he was I'm in the building. Too, so, but good. I'm sure Excellent. he smelled very nice. Marty, yeah. we're out of time. Um, it's on the BBC iPlayer, isn't it? Uh, yeah, there's
1: actually? all all six episodes yeah. there and uh, it's not bad but not as good as, as, you know, you said there's lots of sports documentaries out there nothing I think as good as uh, *Happen*. I think that's a fantastic documentary.
2: Now, um, fire permitting you'll be back at 1am uh, tonight, oh, yeah. with extra yeah, time, yeah, the fire last there was bit. a fire yeah. here in the building, and uh, you had to spend three hours on the street about two o'clock in the morning. I understand. We did.
1: Very cold it was too. There's a yeah. bit of a wind tunnel because of the shard. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, they ought to knock it down. Yeah, they should. The <laughs> yeah. Brilliant, Martin.
2: We Hear from me tonight. All right, cheers, boys. Yeah, Martin's uh, back, and so we do recommend that. You'd love it, Andy. You should definitely watch it. It's really good if you get a chance over the weekend. Very, okay. very good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show as it all unfolded. Uh, I'm not with you next week. Andy will be here with Charlie, and Charlie will also be joined by Adiola Depot. Um, I'll catch up with you the week after next. But, of course, there'll still be a podcast every day if you can't make the show available At four o'clock. Until then, have a great weekend.
3: You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday
1: between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,